It's time for the Sunday Morning Scramble, your recipe to feed your sports fandom. Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio, the Sunday Morning Scramble is brought to you by DraftKings Sports and Social, downtown Nashville, and State Farm Hendersonville agent Lauren Tullis, and Double Dogs in Gallatin. Call into the show and voice your opinion at 615-844-5600. That's 615-844-5600. And now, here's your host for the Sunday Morning Scramble, 2001 Baltimore Ravens Strong Safety Super Bowl Champion, Corey Harris, and Air Force veteran, longtime football coach, Greg Tonjes. Oh, yes. Loving that new intro. Good morning. It is the coach and Corey on the Sunday morning scramble. And we are excited to be here. Week 18 of the NFL and our first show of the brand new year. Uh, man, what is up, Corey Harris? Super Bowl champ. I believe, I believe you're the only Super Bowl champion that has a show in the Nashville area. I believe that. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but let's just say it is. I don't know, Coach. We might have to check uh, chat GPT AI on that, but it gives out bad information <laughs> I just found out. Yes, it does. Yesterday. Yes, it does. Well, good morning, Corey. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Coach. I'm, I'm excited and I'm sad a little bit too because this time of year, we know we just have about 30 days left for that. Good old drug football. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, and then we got to go to something else. But this is this is a great sports talk show. So I got this football uh, just sitting here in front of me, and just uh, I think I'm going to take this home and sleep with it after the season ends because I was a little depressed this week. I mean, I'd go, I'd sit down. First of all, ESPN and and them firing all the greatest uh, sports center hosts and everything. Now, now like several episodes suck. They should have you and I on there. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. I even posted it on Facebook. I'm like, I can't listen to this much longer. But one person that hasn't been fired yet that teeters on that weekly is Will the Producer. Will the Producer, ladies yes, and gentlemen, yes. Will the, the Producer clap button, the clap in the yes, house. Will, Will Very producer. excited to see you, Will. Screw each and every one of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, it's Angry oh, Will the Producer. Will yeah, yeah, Welcome. yeah. Yes. Welcome yeah. Back. He hasn't been fired he never, he, never he never left. Yes, he's back. So, he uh, hasn't been fired. Yeah, I, used to, I used to make sounds like that when I was in elementary school, so we're doing fine. But uh, welcome, Will the Producer, and Happy New Year to you, my friend. Freaking jerks. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yep. I love you, too. Uh, we're kind of beyond that. We're actually saying Happy New Year. Okay, yeah, happy well, Will. It's, well, it's a very happy new year for me. Don't worry <laughs> about angry that. Will. So oh, how are you, Will? Lee. No, life is good, man. Is it? Yeah. Somewhat under the weather, but overall, life oh, is good. Man, my throat, I couldn't even talk last week, which my wife loves. But, uh, but man, I, I mean, I was, my, my, my throat was swollen. The left side of my throat, man, was bad. But uh, I heard a rumor. Is this, uh, and I, I'm not really, I'm not a rumor creator. Okay. So, uh, but I will comment on rumors. Uh, uh, is this the year you're getting married? Is the year I'm getting married? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever the Lord, whatever the Lord sees, we that's shall a yes. find out. Corey, that's a yes. Who's you, gonna, uh, are who, you engaged? Are you engaged? No, I'm not. I have. You're okay. getting engaged this month. Well, well, I'll say no, but I will say this. Next month? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I am. I am very happy of the woman I am with. I find that she is very supportive. Very. Uh, we we mirror each other in a lot of ways. She's been. In, she has been up here a few times. 
You're very smart, too. Yeah, I, I try. <laughs> okay, I try. I'm going to translate for you. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Will. I went to Tennessee State, and I'm getting married this year, and I'm getting engaged this month. Congratulations, Will. Yes. Uh, all right. Hopefully engaged. she's not listening. I hope she is. I hope she is. <laughs> Please call That's in. terrible. Uh, You're we, a hater, Coach. We need we her to call about in. This. We, we talked need, about this. We need her to call in, and we need you to call in, sports fans. The lights are on at uh, Nissan Stadium. Breaking records. 615-844-5600. Be the first caller of the new year on our show. Uh, we'd love to add. What you got, Corey? We're not going to get to 810 without talking about your uh, St. Nick and how great of a coach he is and how he let his offensive coordinator call a quarterback sneak. Which, 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 who, who is this? From four yards back. Alabama, Michigan. I mean, when you, have, when you have a middle linebacker playing quarterback. Man, I don't – you run him straight ahead? That's no, his strength. No, I mean, that's, so where, listen, that's no. where he's been the so, most. So I heard strong. the tra- – I heard the tra- – the tra- uh, not heard. And the other thing he said. Yes. That Mich- Michigan was the only team that huddled against them all year, and it, it and it slowed them down. That's an interesting thing, too. Yeah. But but the, the, the on that – so we're going to get into this in the this first hour. We're going to talk a lot of CFP, a lot of college football. We're going to look at who the 12 teams would have been this year. Oh. Uh, because next year we go to a 12-team playoff. But uh, we have uh, we have some special guests coming on at 810. Um, I'm excited to have – oh, she's a Michigan. Michigan alum coming on. Jim Seta, Cleveland talking NIL stuff. And, man, I had an interesting conversation – I'm not going to say the name of the person uh, or the player from the University of Tennessee uh, about uh, NIL stuff. It, it, this stuff is this stuff's out of control. Man, it's changing. So it's, 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 changing. A mil- it's a million dollars to get a, a a five-star quarterback. I've had a couple of conversations. And uh, on, on that line, Coach, we'll talk about some thoughts I have about just uh, you said you don't like college football. Now you're not liking it, and I'm not liking it because it's not college football. No, Back in the day, no. you choose the school. It, yeah. it was like you're choosing a family, yeah. right, because you're going to be yeah. with them. And now it's like you're choosing a job. Like, where are you going to work for the next four years versus, no, no doubt. versus that? No doubt. And it's, it's uh, well, yeah, we're going to get really into that. We're going to get in that play in the Michigan-Alabama game. And I guess I can cover that just for a second here. Um, because, I mean, who would have expected a Pac-12 team, uh, the now soon to be defunct Pac-12, uh, but a Pac-12 team uh, play in Michigan? Uh, I don't think anybody. I, you know, I thought it would be Georgia. And and uh, Michigan playing in the national championship, I thought an SEC team would get there. Uh, we're also going to talk about is the SEC the most powerful conference in football still, and that's a discussion to have because in bowl games they finished five and four. Uh, the SEC teams did. Not that that means much because the bowl games nowadays are just exhibition games. They aren't anything more than that. Haven't they always been exhibition games, though, minus the New Year's no. Six and the National no. Championship uh, game? And they, no. they used to mean more. They used to you mean guys, a lot more. Beyond the money, it was it was a game. Even if guys were – and guys never really opted out. But no. the games meant something. It was it was, it was was a lot more pride yes. uh, involved about what had been invested into the teams into those years, your last time playing with certain guys. 99% of these guys are not playing professional football. So the right. thought that they'd get hurt on the last jump, it happens. It can happen, but it's just different now. And I think they need to adopt a completely different system, even beyond the 12-team uh, uh, playoff. I, I think you take the top 32 teams. Oh, and, so you're stealing my idea now. No, not taking. I'm saying the top 32 teams opt their whole athletic departments out of it. Now you gotta have, you got to have funding behind it. But there are there is money out there to fund the team, have an endowment for it, and the talent is going to go to the top 32 schools. Maybe you do it 32 for basketball, football, 
But in regards to the amount of money that is out there for football, it's ridiculous. The amount of money imbalance in money and not being able to take care of it, all the talent would go to those thirty-two teams. You know where you know where it hit me. It where it hit me. Um, uh, and we're gonna get to uh, take our first guest on here in just a second. But I wanted I wanted to say this before I forget it. It hit me when I was thinking about this. I was thinking about the bowl games and the opting out and the NIL money and just everything in the landscape of college football. You know what I think it started really changing? I think it really started changing when they diluted the bowl games by having so many bowl games. Facts. It, it did. It all. It, I really did. It started then when they, they started having all these bowl games. Why do they have all the bowl games? Because they're money makers. Money. Yeah. Because I want to say there are 86 teams that play uh, in bowl games. Man, so it's only 103. Do me a favor. Okay. While we're on the phone call, tell when we come back on us, how many bowl games are there? I don't know. I think there's forty something. I think it's like forty-two, or yeah, forty-three, you, whatever it equals up to eighty. Yeah, teams. we're oh. going to go to our guest, Jim Setta. Uh, Cleveland is on the line with us. Good morning. Getting up this early with us, James Setta. How are you? I'm doing well. I was listening to you guys during the break. You're speaking my language. <laughs> I know we are. It's uh, fitting to have you on at eight ten in the morning. We're glad you are here. I am completely against NIL and NIL money and uh, even had a conversation. I'm not going to say who, uh, but <laughs> what are you laughing at? You really aren't, you really aren't against NIL or NIL money. You're just against it going to the players in the manner in which it does. Okay. You talked, about watch, you talked about watching. Fundamentally, there are three aspects of NIL, and one of those things is businesses that are built based on mm. athletes. 100% of the stations that you watch, whether they're pro or college or any other level, is NIL because that's all businesses built based on athletes. Now, we can talk about who gets the money, but no one's against NIL. You're just against what the players So let's do this. Let's do this, James Seta, and to set the tone for the rest of the call, because I'm very, very, very intrigued by all of this, and you know more than I do uh, about all of this. But just define when somebody somebody says the word NIL, and and I say this because I've been speaking with some players that play uh, for for big colleges – and um, and the amount of money that they they are making or getting ready to make, and just define when 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 you hear that nil, can you define it for for our fans out there and for sports fans exactly what it is? So I'm going to define it, and then with the full disclaimer, is this what I'm going to define is not what the NCAA has allowed. It's not the model that they've encouraged. No, so, interesting. Name, image, and likeness has three aspects. One, it's not unique to athletes. We all have it. But what it is, is it's the businesses that are based on athletes, like TV, paraphernalia, memorabilia. There there are a plethora of businesses that are based off of athletes' video games. It's the businesses that athletes are able to start because prior to July 1st of 2021, if you were a student athlete, you couldn't start your own business and keep it without a waiver from the NCAA. Hmm. So it's now freedom to start businesses. And it's also the, the thing that people talk about the most is, is the ability to partner, endorsements, brand deals. But what we have, the model that the NCAA has allowed to proliferate is really is really not name image and likeness it's legalized inducement now it's mm. purposeful i won't get into why the ncaa does that but in, in, an inducement is is when a a student is allowed to attend a university in exchange for a certain amount of money and if you've looked at nil contracts some of them say well hey you got they won't say you got to go to a school but they'll say you have to live in a certain city mm. Some of them uh, don't uh, don't clearly outline um, deliverables. So if you really think about what's happening based on the NCAA's own definition, 
the system that you have with collectives and is really legalized inducements. It's not real name, image, and likeness. And that's purposeful because it makes people not like athletes. Right. We so I, I would say um, people should go back to Ed O'Bannon because he never actually went to court about a brand endorsement. He went to court because there were two entities that had built businesses based off of him and other players. Sure. And he yeah. said, I should, ha- I should have. So we don't actually have the right definition. So that's what I, that's the definition that I use as functional. It's the actual legal, def- the real definition. Now we can compare, compare that with the NCAA does, but they're not the same. I like, uh, I like how you define that. And let me ask you this. I mean, one of the things that I feel, Corey, is it, it doesn't seem like there's any, thing regulatory about it it doesn't seem like any there's who regulates this i mean is it is it the nca that that monitors this and manages this or or is it the school i mean is and it, when you say monitor you talk it, i don't is there i don't think there's a limit in terms of of what a player can get or what a player i can don't know. make yeah i think there are i think there are guidelines and rules about what they can do and how they what they must do to be able to be in line with that if, if i'm uh, if i'm not mistaken right james Edder? so there's there's there it depends on where you go to school and also your level so let's say college some people live in go to school because it's where it's based on where the athlete actually goes to school some athletes go to school in states that actually have nil laws for example tennessee has an nil law there are multiple states that do so somebody just stop you real quick so so some of the states regulate nil deals and money is that correct it's not necessarily the, the deal itself, but what they do say is they'll tell you whether or not you have to have an agent or whether you don't have to have an agent. They all tell you that it can't be inducements, that you can't, it can't be pay-per-play. They'll tell you it has to be something. So, for example, a, a contract has to have an offer, it has to have an acceptance, and it has to have something that you're doing, like a real task that you can get paid for. And so most states, in, in that I've researched that have laws have those commonalities. There's a little bit of differences, but overall it's the commonalities. And then each school typically has their own name, image, and likeness um, policy as well. States tell you things like what industries you can actually do business with. So for example, if you go to UT, you can't do uh, business with an, an, an adult entertainment industry. That's you know, business, that's a part of what I call prohibited um, industry. So people should look at where's the state that I live? Do they have a law? What's the policy? And if you don't live in a state that has a law, the NCAA has what they call their interim NIL policy, and you have to follow the interim policy. So that's one of the key problems that I find when people talk about education. No one's telling these families that sometimes when little Johnny is in breach of a contract, he's not just in breach of a a, a pretty policy. He's actually violating a state civil statute. Mm, And so that's that's part of the lack of education that's going on. I mean, and the lack of education does not fail some of these people that I'm getting ready to mention. Uh, but, you know, this is an article that was written um, back at the beginning of September. So these guys are all probably worth more now by uh, Nick Coddington. And he put a list out of the top paid NIL uh, players, athletes, uh, not just football, but in general. Um, and a lot of these guys, some of these guys are tied to their, their dads. You know, the number one right now uh, or back in September was Bronny James uh, before he even played 
a game of basketball in the NCAA was worth $6.1 million. Uh, Shadur Sanders, $4.1 million. Um, uh, Livy Dunn, $3.2 million. She's the gymnast out of LSU that's kind of gone mm. Instagram fame. Arch Manning. So three of the top four are all tied to a last name that's tied to, you know, great sports figures. Two, uh, uh, Archie, Arch Manning, who's only played a few downs in college football for Texas, $2.9 million. Uh, Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy winner last season, $2.6 million. He sucked this year, which I was glad because I'm a UCLA fan. <laughs> I take all these things so personal, James said. But uh, Travis Hunter, he's the um, the really, really fast uh, two-way player from Colorado. He's the best player in college football. I agree. Uh, $1.8 million. Um, Evan Stewart, uh, running back from Texas A&M, $1.7 million. I don't need to keep going on. Uh, the one guy. So I'm going to ask a question. Though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is that is that evaluation or have they, it's valuation. that person? So valuation doesn't mean that that's what they have. That's the money they've earned, um, which is really kind of a problem because there are companies that have popped up. On three is one of them, but there are others, and they they have these proprietary formulas to tell an athlete what he or she is valued at. It's based on social media and other things. But just because you say that's what I'm valued at, that doesn't even mean that I've signed a contract close to that. Hmm. And that doesn't mean that I really have, which is a big problem, again, with the entire system, because you can have a million social media followers, but that doesn't mean that they're going to buy something from you. Right. So, but there's a pretty good chance. I'm sorry. Well, go no. ahead. Go ahead, Corey. But but here's where I'm at. We're in the United States. Where does rights and freedom to work come in? At? Like where where how do how do you? I'm 18. I can go to war. I can vote for the president. Mm -hmm. Right? How is it that I turn 18? I'm playing in a monopoly of sorts. Uh, at least a railroad uh, that is leading to the only way to get there. Only a couple of doors that you can get there. How is it that you can regulate what somebody? is earning in the United States just because they're playing a sport. To me, that goes against the Constitution, rights and freedom. Everybody has a, a right to work, right? So I'm working, and somebody sees value in me. Uh, and, and years ago, when I played, even if I was a great uh, the uh, destroying, it's, it's, it's a social media guy, he goes around mm -hmm. finding the best uh, uh, receivers and, and like a one-on-one -on -one thing in DBs. He was a he was a uh, he was a kicker. I don't even remember what school he, he went to, but he had when to give up his scholarship because at the time he was making like ten thousand dollars a month via social media, and they made <laughs> the NCAA made him choose between uh, earning money that did was doing nothing wrong and his scholarship. And so to me, I look at it. Period. You know, we can have a draft, and y'all can say. Your eight, my, your eighteen year old is going over here and going to war for us, mm -hmm. or they're doing this, or they, or they can vote, but they can't have a contract. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, uh, James said it. Uh, 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 You're different, though. That's that's one of the things I talked about. Is that's him owning a business, and prior to July first of twenty twenty one, that because of the quote unquote amateurism model, he couldn't do that. You're an mm. exact example of that's nil, and he earned it. He built that YouTube channel. He he edited all the things. He still does those things. He should. Athletes are the only part of the country that were regulated in what they couldn't do. Everyone else could. And so part of what you're talking about is 
different conversations. There's NIL, but then there's employee status, which is a different conversation. Is that um, unconstitutional, right. though? Can you stop somebody from working and making money? This is what I'm saying. They're oh, going against the Constitution. The NCAA did it for you, over 100 years. I know. That's, that's my point. So now that it's breaking down, you don't. You can't go to Amazon and say, uh, well, he can't make this much money. So I just I just think it's a, it's a system that needs to, to change from a standpoint of, like Coach has said, college football isn't, isn't the same. And so, no. James, we got to get ready to go. But I want to – one thing that we don't like about you is that you went to Michigan. And uh, <laughs> we love you. You're such a hater. <laughs> so who you picking and what's the score? What's the score? Yep, yep. Um, I am picking Michigan. It's go blue forever in my house. <laughs> Much emphasis um, added to the forever. <laughs> And I'm going to say 35 to 26. All right, we wrote it down it here. Down. You know coaches right now. Hey, keeper. great information. I mean, we could spend a whole entire two hours and more uh, talking to you about this stuff. I appreciate you uh, coming on with us early this morning. And uh, we are the Sunday Morning Scramble here at WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. How can they get in touch with you, James? Oh, good point. Good point. Yes, yes. No, a lot of good. parents need to talk to you, Sports Mom <laughs> University. Thank you guys for having me. They can get in touch with me. They can find me on Instagram. I am at sports, S-P-O-R-T-S, underscore, M-O-M, underscore U. And on Facebook, I run a group for families called the Sports Family Network. So you can look for the Sports Family Network private Facebook group. If you're the family of an athlete, that whole um, community is for you. Thank you guys for having me. We appreciate right, you. you and, uh, again, you're, you're talking, listening to the Coach and Corey here on the Sunday Morning Scramble. We got Will, the producer, who's smiling right now because we get to go to a break. And we will see you on this other side to talk CFP and all kinds of fun stuff related to college football, NFL, boom, 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 chuckalaka. <laughs> What's up, Nashville? This is Super Bowl champion Corey Harris. And anybody that loves sports knows that if you can't score, you can't win. So you should absolutely consider protecting your family and your assets with State Farm. Thanks, Corey. Hey, everybody. This is Lauren Tullis, State Farm agent in Hendersonville. And if you like watching some of the best, like Corey Harris, you should be protected by the best. Contact us today to get your free quote at laurentullis.com. Like a good neighbor, Lauren Tullis State Farm is there. What's up, Nashville? This is Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion of 2000 Baltimore Ravens. And the only thing that Coach Tunjus likes more than the L.A. Chargers is double dogs. Ah, yeah, Corey, double dogs. This is the coach, Greg Tunjus, from the wonderful new show, live show, that is the Sunday Morning Scramble. It is the coach, and it is Corey, Super Bowl champion on that show. But we do love one thing better than all of that. It is double dogs in Gallatin. It is the spot for beer, for sports. They've got the biggest screens they've got the coldest beers and guess what it's dog friendly and not only that you can walk in today and ask for the coach's special which is a double dog double dogs with chili and cheese and not one but two hot dogs it is double dogs in gallatin and that is at 1620 nashville pike tell them coach Tanjas sent you This is Corey Harris, SEC Legend, Super Bowl champion. If you want a great game day experience, you need to go down to DraftKings Sports and Social, downtown Nashville. Oh, yeah, Corey, DraftKings Sports and Social. There's only 14 of them, and we've got one of them here in downtown Nashville at 128 
2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Listen, anybody that loves to watch sports has to go here. They got a VIP lounge that overlooks the Cumberland River and into Nissan Stadium. This place is unbelievable with the biggest screens and the best experience for any sports fan. 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. We'll see you there. Cool Deck LLC, the Dexpert, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in a child's life. This message is brought to you by Cool Deck LLC. For decorative concrete, resurfacing for patios, sidewalks, garages, pool decks, and more, give the pros a call today at 615-836-9595. 615-836-9595. Visit CoolDeck.com and like them on Facebook. That's Cool Deck LLC. They're professionals who care. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships March 6th through the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios, it's the Sunday Morning Scramble. Come on, man. Little Lincoln Park, crank it up a little bit. Will the producer? It's already as high as I can deal with it going. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you hating on Lincoln Park? I never said I'm hating on Lincoln Park. It sounded like that's what you said. No, not at all. Repeat what you said and let me hear it again and see if it sounds the same. I think P.J. Morton played with Lincoln Park. I'm turning it up as far as I want to turn it up. This sucks. (laughs) No, I didn't say that. It sucks. Oh, okay. I I like Lincoln Park. Oh, now you like him. I've never disliked Lincoln Park. You know what? The whole Angry Wills thing started, uh, Corey, when we just mentioned something about the Titans and he got so bitter. And and just hurt. I wouldn't say bitter and hurt. I, I think you're you're um what was fabricating the truth. Oh, so I, now, I don't know. Whoa, how, whoa, whoa! So now I'm a liar. No, you're a fabricator. I'm a fabricator. You, you are you I'm fabricating a, the truth. Is that you make fabric? I'm a fa- you make fabric? fabric. So I make fabric now. You make fabric instead of talking sports. Fa- <laughs> no, that's not what this is. Will. You know I what? Just stay in tune. Stay in tune, Will. Stay with <laughs> us, buddy. Hey, we want our callers to call in 615-844-844. 5600, that's 615-844-5600. You're listening to the Coach and Corey on the Sunday morning scramble here in the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studios. Say that three times. Family Fund <laughs> So we are here talking football. We just got off the phone with Jim, uh, Jim Setta, Cleveland, talking NAL stuff, which I, I just have such a major problem with all that. That's a We'll get into that a little bit later. But what we really need to get into, Corey, is – the CFP college football playoff, the championship game tomorrow night, Michigan and Washington pac 12 being represented there. Uh, no sec team. Are these the two teams that we really thought would be there at the beginning of the college football season way back in late August? No, nope. mm, I know. I don't think so, but no. I, think, I think they are two legit deserving teams. I think they weathered, um, different things uh, that you go through during a football season, especially Michigan. Um, I think Michigan got comfortable knowing that after this year when Jim leaves and goes mm-hmm. <laughs> to the pro, the program is still uh, uh, at the top, where, which is why he went there. Um, and then Washington, I think, I don't know why Penix didn't win the 
Heisman. Now, I haven't. I wouldn't watch him all year. Uh, Christian Watson's dad, Tim. Uh, yeah. Tazim, uh, while he went ahead, I, I heard him. I saw him say it on Facebook, and I never really watched. And I had, I got a chance to go back and look at it, some film on him. I don't know why he didn't win the Heisman. Man, he's a, a uh, yeah, he, he is a baller, but so is Jayla Daniels. I mean, True. I mean, he, I mean, both, either one of them. I mean, you got one A and one B, and I don't know which. But really, you have one A and one A with those two guys are unbelievable quarterbacks. But will you said no? Who did you think was going to be in the national championship game, the final? I really thought that either Alabama or Georgia would be there, mm-hmm. to be totally honest. Well, I mean, uh, those are the only two SEC teams that even had a prayer. <laughs> SEC, I mean, the SEC was down, right? Yeah. I wouldn't say it was down, but it was. Who else had a chance other than Georgia or Alabama? I said that back in August. Ole no Miss. Wow. Uh, no Miss. No. Did they, win the, did they even win their bowl game? And by the way, did you do the research that Corey and I asked you for? Yes, and we'll get to that in just a second. So we have a caller. So let me go ahead and get all this okay. info. You all guys right. do what we you got do with? best. Well, let me find out. You're doing your job very well today, Will. Very well. Thank That's, you so with much. A, with a capital but, V. <laughs> but, I, you know, no, I, I expected in at least one SEC team uh, in the, the final, the championship. I expected it to be Georgia. I, okay. I, Georgia, I mean, you sit back and you think, right, man, wouldn't you have loved to have Georgia – be able to at least be in there to play a Washington or play a Michigan. I'm gonna be honest. Well, if yeah. you're a true, 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 true football fan, yeah. you would have loved to see nothing more than Alabama against Georgia rematch within that. Like if it was Washington, like a semifinal game or the yeah, like if they would have been in the in the, the top semifinal. four, just as, yeah. as a yeah. just looking at it as a football sure. fan, and, yeah. and, and if you would have could have took a survey to see like what four teams, yeah. Would you want to see? You would want to see Alabama and Georgia yeah. play again, Michigan and why I would I would have loved to see Washington, Michigan, Alabama, yeah. Georgia. Now, I, I, you know, go ahead. I will say this before we get to our caller. Um, when it came to the CFP, I always kind of knew it would have been a team from the SEC, uh-huh. but I thought maybe another – I really thought an AC, ACC team would have kind of got in there this year. I, I will say this. If Jordan Travis. Would have never gotten injured. We wouldn't even be having this. We would not even be having this conversation. Likely. Very likely. Like mm, I, yeah. it could easily had been a Georgia, Florida State. It, it would have been a massacre. Uh, CFP finals, or an Alabama, Florida State, not as much of a massacre. CFP finals. Yeah, I mean, I, yes, I, I agree. I think if if he would have been there with Florida State towards the end, because Florida State just completely different team without him. You're right. Uh, would I what I wanted to see FSU in the final four teams? I'm gonna say no, thank you. I mean, I <laughs> I would have rather seen. The, the, I mean, I, well, but see, I've got I've got but I've got a West Coast bias, right? So I always want to see a Pac-12 team in there, like which, Oregon, uh, like Oregon was what a few years ago. Uh, yeah, Oregon you, you know they were one of the first. I think they were the first team. First Pac-12 team in the CFP. I think so. I think yeah. they played Auburn. Ohio State. Ohio State, that's right. Yeah, nah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, Texas showed out. I mean, I, Texas, I didn't really watch much Texas football this year. Uh, I but watched they a kinda, lot of it. They, did you? Yeah, yeah, of course you did, yeah. I'm uh, a but, Texas fan. But they, yeah, they, you know, they they played ball with Washington. But Penix is, to Corey's point, man, he was just unbelievable. We got a caller, though. Uh, do we have a name? Um, Will? Yes, you got to look up there and read it. I can't doggone see it. It sounds like it's, it looks like Jeremy. 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 Uh, you're joining the coaching Corey here, Super Bowl champion Corey Harris, and the coach on the Sunday morning scramble. What you got for us this morning, my brother? Man, this, uh, how y'all doing, man? Good. And, uh, 
appreciate y'all, uh, you know, allowing me to be on, man. Just hearing you all uh, talk and uh, listening to, like, the SEC bias, even though I'm from the South, grew up in Florida, um, man, I think if FSU, uh, when you look at that quarterback, if they're healthy, I, we see a totally different team, and I think that they get in. Um, it's my belief that if that was Clemson, um, you know, who you look at Dabo, a little bit more popularity and, and got a little bit more credibility, I should say, when you think about the college football playoffs, I think they get voted in uh, as well. Um, I think Alabama gets in because of, you know, the SEC bias. Um, but I'm also, I think that a Pac-12 team definitely deserve. I think that the Pac-12 actually had the best conference throughout the year. Um, mm. When you look at their games, pretty much every team had a legitimate quarterback um, and I think that's why we see Washington uh, in the championship. And I'm interested in seeing, you know, who y'all think going to win. I think that it's going to be a great game. Um, I think if uh, Washington is, is able to um, just slow down the run um, a little bit, uh, and I think they have a great shot because it's hard in college to be able to stop a team with three weapons, that receiver, also with a great quarterback. Um, but um, I think Michigan, if they're able to, you know, run the ball and control the clock, um, then the favor goes to them. So interested in hearing what y'all have or what y'all think about it. You yeah, know, you bring me. you bring up an interesting point about you know there is an eye test that I'm sure all the voters that put these final four teams in there last last year the last this is the last year we're gonna have to talk about four teams goes to twelve teams next year for the playoff. But uh, you know with Clemson and Adabo as the coach and the you know a little bit of a better eye test with Clemson because they'd been there before. I don't just you know I do not have and and for you Jeremy and for everybody else out there listening, I I don't have an SEC bias. In fact, one of the things I noted over the last uh, since those games the other day, Corey is is the SEC really the greatest conference in 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 football in the entire nation? That's and, a rhetorical question, though. I mean, it has it's been not. for the last decade. Well, and that's why when he brought it when he brought up SEC bias with Alabama just getting in because listen. Alabama beat the two-time champion who'd won it twice in a row, Georgia. Right. Okay. And Alabama, I said all along, if you want to talk about an eye test and a popularity contest in terms of Dabo, Nick Saban effect. I, I said it all year. I yeah. said uh, after their first couple, two or three games, and they benched um, uh, Melrose when they when they benched him. I said, look out. The, the Nick Saban effect is in place. But I think Jer I think Jeremy is, is, is correct. I think if you were – if this would, had been Clemson, yeah, yeah. they yeah. – the bias of, of – the the recency bias of in terms of the history that had been yeah. created by the by that coach uh, uh, would have uh, impacted who, who had gotten in. But I also think if uh, Florida State's quarterback hadn't got hurt <laughs> – we wouldn't have been able to argue it. I just, I just think that it, they would have gotten in. I don't. I think that was the a break that they were looking for to not put FSU in because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. no matter what we talk about football and how much a purist we are, the NCAA and the people that are over this, guess what they talking about? That bread, money. that money. Yeah, money. So, yeah, they are. You know, you got to yeah. follow the money trail. Uh, the thing that I love for players now, though, coach, at least there will be uh, twelve teams, right? So yeah, but it, we're it, gonna but we're gonna argue about the thirteenth and fourteenth teams that didn't. Yeah, make I, it. but I'd rather I mean, argue about the thirteenth and fourteenth than arguing about an undefeated team that didn't get in the final. Four. I know, and you and think you think Corey thinks that that Florida State should have got participation trophies for going twelve and zero. No, no, I, I think they should have showed I'm up. Florida State. State. Yeah, you do. No, participation no, rings. What's that? 
say the, the participation trophy because, I mean, at the end of the day, if we looked at it, because their reasoning was saying, hey, Florida State is a different team uh, without a quarterback, which is which is correct. But we know if you have a 13-0 Alabama SEC champion, and if they were down to their third-string quarterback, they, they would have got into the playoffs. Because of the yeah, SEC. Yeah, but no, it's not, it's, it, it is because of the SEC. Because You're of the right. SEC. And, and, and because that's the other thing. I mean, look at, look at Florida State's schedule. A schedule that they played has something to do with something. But look okay. at I, I you will don't say control this. the schedule. They, I, will say I know this. it's the you ACC. You can't control the, the schedule. But he had a better head-to-head record against the SEC this year. That they did, and then look at it like this: it is the marketability appeal. Sure. Alabama mm-hmm. is more marketable. Yeah, that's the money. Hands back. down. Then Florida but State. See, but see, no, but see, here, here's where Florida here's where, State should have showed up and whooped ass against Georgia, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. They well, did. if they the did. Florida they, State uh, players would have actually showed up, they would have maybe but been that, an that, opportunity. But that's not the world we live in, right? Exactly. We live in a world where you got 27 players that opt out to play in a bowl game after they've had their education paid for for the last two or three years. I, I put that on the coach. I put that on the coach. I don't coach put that on the coach. I money. do. Let me 100%. tell you something. Florida State, I played with guys from Florida State. You got this us fired up, Jeremy. You got it's, us it's, wired. It's bread, I hear you. I, it's I hear bread it. all around. It. We, it's bread we appreciate all around your call, State, Jeremy. We're right? going to continue to listen because I'm going to make sure I'm right. Yeah, look, I, look, coach. All right, thank you. You're, you're, a, good, hey, you're a good friend, brother. You, Call in any time. How, how many of them 27 players going to make a roster and have a career in the NFL? Probably most of them Ma- not. About three of them. Yeah, so but, you but how much of me, an impact did they have but, on, but their, on their team? No, but what I'm saying is, if you're a Florida State, you're a Florida State nation, you're a Florida State alumni, all right. the money that's around right. Florida State, yes. you're going to have a phone call. Listen, yes. guys. yes. Look, ain't the I three agree. of y'all going to play pro pro ball. Let's go out here and win it. We I got agree. the bags out here waiting for you. We got money. If you go out here and yep. win this game, we got $100,000 bags out here for y'all. Now, I'm with you. I, listen, I, listen the, the University of Missouri did it right. That's the SEC. Shout that out, did it Yeah. We, no, I mean, what Gaddy. did they do? Not one player opted this out. This is what I'm talking about. That's the change. And that is because of the leadership within that program that said, listen to me, guys, we are going to put Mizzou – of the Tigers on the map. On we the are going to go out and we are going to beat Ohio State. And in doing so, it continues to question Coach Day if he's the guy in Ohio State. And all Ohio State fans are losing their mind because everybody in Ohio State opted out and didn't play in the game. That's the problem right. that I have. That's it. You're, you're costing coaches jobs. Okay, you're 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 diluting the product on the field. Ohio State looked like they should have been in. The, the the Mac or, or no care. Ohio State looked like they ran up against an SEC football team that could Listen, run that wanted that wanted to win defense and could and wanted to win and blessed Ohio State's quarterbacks hard. I think they were down to what their second or third string guy yeah. then had to play someone else. And the guy the, left Ohio State. And then, and let's, then just, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest before we go to break unless y'all want to take this we all know who this guy is. But let's just be real. The SEC it's just a far better conference than all the other. I mean, they're, they're, I don't they're agree. up there. Why? I do not agree. Are you that, you're not saying anymore. that from the eye test? I'm, or what, I'm what are saying you, that from top to bottom. No, I mean, like, like what are you using? What, what are you are you saying? Like from top to bottom. From so top to bottom. You mean to tell me Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Mississippi, hey man, hey, Florida, hey, wait, wait, I, hey. I'll say this. You could put you. Let's see. Mississippi State is what <laughs> middle of the road team. They went five and seven this year. They okay. could they could beat they could beat who uh, t- uh, they uh, could hey they could they beat could Liberty beat a second year. tier they would have beat the expletive out of Liberty in that okay. if if 
<laughs> Mississippi State made a bowl game. You put them up against Liberty, they whoop their ass. You don't know that. Don't make me we don't we don't know we don't know it. But we I don't, I don't know it. I want to know how you're saying it. And, and I with, with Jeremy, like there is a bias with the SEC that there is, is gone 20, 30 uh, years, and, and it's it. based on the top. Four but look or at five the teams. conference. Well, the bottom, the bottom. Top, do not say top to bottom. You can say top because they had top two five. Teams Take the top you, five teams top out of every conference, and I will give you that. But if you go one, no, I, 10, won't, I won't give you that. The top four teams. No, go. What about Alabama? The Pac-12? Go to the Pac-12. Who? What? What? Alabama, Georgia. Okay, let's. Okay, okay let me stop you right there. Here, if you put Vanderbilt, let's say you put Vanderbilt, let's say you put them in the MAC. Right, you put Vanderbilt. Do in the not Mac. say that they'd win the MAC. They win what? the MAC every year. They win the Mid American Conference. They win yes. the Mid American Conference. If, Man, you guys are if crazy. If you put Vandy in the pack, well, you know what is? It's because here's the problem. If you the put problem the is, hope, is people oh. in the South and Southeast oh, are already in bed by the time they start seeing the Pac-12 play football. Did you just say we wouldn't win the MAC? They you would, would not, win the MAC. Would not win the MAC. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, every conference Vanderbilt would win or be competitive in. Hey, they would win the MAC easily. Easily. They would compete in Conference USA. Are we talking Vanderbilt because they're in Nashville and because this guy over to my right has been? No, no man, we're talking we're just, about because we're we got... using them as the best possible example because we we go top to bottom. Da, oh, my Let's God. I hate when people say honest. that. Let's just be honest. He is stereotyping. He is Vanderbilt is... They ain't they not they ain't it in the SEC. It just is what it is and have not been it in the SEC for a while. But if you put them in another conference, you put Vandy in another conference, you put what? Mississippi State in another conference. If you put Arkansas in another conference. What do you think's gonna happen? I promise you, they will possibly win or so finish let me top ask you. five so, in right, their so conference. You, so you take you take Arkansas. <laughs> And put them in the Pac-12. You tell me they're going to win the Pac-12. No, they'll win at least six games. I don't know why I'm pointing over there. Cause it's west. It's, it's to west. the left. You're looking at the map. <laughs> East, north, south. <laughs> you put Arkansas in the Pac-12. I promise you, they win six games. Oh, well, that's not dominant. I mean, who cares? Six to eight. Oh, now you go to eight because I said something. No, I go six to eight. Go, they they go. get in the ball game. We they get, get in the ball game. My blood pressure is up. <laughs> Coaching blood pressure is up. I feel like I'm back on the sideline. I'm so pissed off, and I'm so happy at the same time because I love talking about this stuff. Hey, you're listening to Sunny Morning Scrail, man. You're talking, you're talking to Coach and Corey, angry Will over there, who does not know what he's talking about, but we'll come back to that. On the other side, we're going to really talk about who's going to win this game, how they're going to win this game. We do have a caller. Do you want to take the caller right now real quick so they don't have to hold forever? Who no, let them hold. Let them hold. Who is it? Who is it? Just let them hold. Okay, we'll let you. Oh, hold. Why are you so secretive? Because Will Will said let you hold. We're not. It's not us. Okay. It's Will. It's Will Show. Anyway, you're listening to Will Show on the Sunday morning scramble. <laughs> will will be back as the producer here after the break and tell us our show what we're gonna do. What's up, Nashville? This is Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion of 2000 Baltimore Ravens. And the only thing that Coach Tunjas likes more than the L.A. Chargers is double dog. Ah, yeah, Corey, double dogs. This is the coach, Greg Tunjas, from the wonderful new show, live show, that is the Sunday morning scramble. It is the coach, and it is Corey, Super Bowl champion on that show. But we do love one thing better than all of that. It is double dogs in Gallatin. 
It is the spot for beer, for sports. They've got the biggest screens. They've got the coldest beers. And guess what? It's dog friendly. And not only that, you can walk in today and ask for the coach's special, which is a double dog, double dogs with chili and cheese and not one, but two hot dogs. It is double dogs in Gallatin. And that is at 1620 Nashville Pike. Tell them Coach Todges sent you. This is Corey Harris, SEC legend, Super Bowl champion. If you want a great game day experience, you need to go down to DraftKings Sports and Social, downtown Nashville. Oh, yeah, Corey, DraftKings Sports and Social. There's only 14 of them, and we've got one of them here in downtown Nashville at 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Listen, anybody that loves to watch sports, he has to go here. They got a VIP lounge that overlooks the Cumberland River, and into Nissan Stadium. This place is unbelievable with the biggest screens and the best experience for any sports fan. 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. We'll see you there. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. What's up, Nashville? This is Super Bowl champion Corey Harris. And anybody who loves sports knows that if you can't score, you can't win. So you should absolutely consider protecting your family and your assets with State Farm. Thanks, Corey. Hey, everybody, this is Lauren Tullis, State Farm agent in Hendersonville. And if you like watching some of the best, like Corey Harris, you should be protected by the best. Contact us today to get your free quote at laurentullis.com. Like a good neighbor, Lauren Tullis State Farm is there. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The Sunday Morning Scramble, broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare studio. A little uh, jazzy sound here in the Music City. Oh, man, hey, Titans fans, boy, you better soak this in today. I know, <laughs> I know the... I know the weather's a little gnarly out there, but because it's the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, everybody, you know, it's funny, you know, I'm on all these, you know, pages and social media sites for Tennessee Titans so I can stay up, you know, where the fans are, and uh, I comment on some things. I hate doing that, man. When I comment, then it's like, 
hundreds of comments and my phone keeps beeping, but I guess that's just the world we live in. But you better soak it in, man. The stadium lights are on, baby. Hey, if you're out there queuing, you need to call Corey and I and invite us because I'm freaking hungry. I did not have any breakfast. I'm sorry. playing for pride. I'm sorry. You're trying to interrupt me? Not really. I'm just saying. It is pride, but is there, is there such a thing as playing for pride? And we'll yes. talk about it in well, a second. Said no. Man. Oh, I, I, absolutely there is. I mean, if you could spoil and ruin somebody's life, you know, that's how our world is nowadays. That, that's the motivator. But I, I, think, I think pride is internal, Coach. I think it's what you said. I think pride is what is the difference in Missouri and FSU. It is. I think, I think the commitment to your job is what this is about, right? You're a professional athlete. And anybody that's ever been in the NFL, what you understand is that these contracts end, but you go into a personnel, a pro personnel room, and you see – names all over the wall. Mm-hmm. And these are names that these teams and scouting departments know when their contracts are up, know the kind of money that they make, and they're constantly looking. So for the young guys, if I could talk to any of them this morning, and I, I feel the same thing about the bowl game. Like, this is your time. Yes. Like, this might be that one opportunity. So imagine if you're a kick yeah. returner and the last game of the year you take a kickback. Or right, you just right, a special right. teams guy, and you yeah. go down and you blast somebody and cause a fumble. Yes, right? that's what so I'm talking this about. Is, this is something, and it's the end of the year, right? Like, it's like only one more. Like, go out there. It's like your yes. last sprint, right? Your yeah. last sprint, you've been you've been leaning over, whatever, whatever. And then the coach says the last sprint. It's something about their energy. So, there okay, is. Okay, Corey, well, well, I'll give you this. I'm sure you played on a few teams that missed the playoffs. Talk about one of those experiences, what team it was, and when you, like, what is it like playing when you know, like, you know what, dog? Like, we, we literally start our offseason, win or lose after this game. Listen, man, I, yeah. I've been, I've been, uh, Seattle, uh, Dennis Erickson was, was my, was my uh, coach. I'm one of the few Shout guys that University played Miami. for Dennis Erickson and Jimmy Johnson, Miami both University. Miami, uh, University of Miami legends. Um, and, that year, I don't know, maybe we won eight games. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. Look at it like this, Will. Think about being out of the playoffs with eight games to go. So y'all knew y'all oh, were out. Man. Right? So think about being in Seattle in November, right? No sun, right? <laughs> yep. Not raining as much as people think, but it's 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 a it's a overcast constantly. Uh, my boy C. Broussard here um, talking bad about me. Uh, weekly on on the on my on my Facebook, but he he played with me as well. Good player, man. Yeah, like great player. Is he talking about but, your hairline again? Again. Um, <laughs> but think about having eight games, knowing you're not in the playoffs. Man, it takes pride. You gotta have pride. You, you gotta, have you have to have yeah. an individual and, and, thing that gets you and gets and you so going. And so do these man. college. So do these. And that's the thing that we're losing in our youngsters it, it, by the way that college football and the NCAA is. And and that that's where we're losing it is because these players they, they you know Missouri is a great example of they have one of the best running backs in the nation that's going to be drafted in the first round and he played and and played probably for pride and to say they beat Ohio State and all those things now Missouri's on the map you know who's not on the map because we keep talking about and we're going to talk NFL football we got a lot to cover in this hour too Corey a lot of NFL football games are on the line playoffs are on the line careers are on the line. Mm. Coaches' jobs are on the line for all of this. But I, we were talking about this. We only have a couple minutes before our next break. But but we were talking about the SEC and the fact that it is not the most powerful conference in the nation in football. 
And I'm going to give you an example of mediocrity, okay? Mediocrity. I'm just saying is, the SEC has way more players in the NFL with I'm not, we're not talking about we're, we're not and, talking about players going to the NFL and just there's better a lot of, records. How many players are going to the NFL from Missouri? Will he's talking about? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about players going to the NFL. That's not what we're talking that's about. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about. I'm not talking about how because there are other teams in the nation other than the SEC that put play a lot of players in the NFL. Yeah, there are a lot of Nebraska them. still puts a lot of players and in the NFL. Horrible. And they've sucked and they've been bad for a long time. They do. Yeah. But I just want to talk about mediocrity. Mediocrity is Arkansas. Arkansas's overall record this season was four and eight. They would get beat by Liberty. No, and, they wouldn't. Uh, Mississippi State was five and seven in the S but not the not in the SEC. This is overall. This is overall. Well, okay? yeah, you got to play out Auburn, of conference games. Auburn, who hasn't been good in a long time, six and seven. Okay, okay? went to a bowl game. Texas A&M, of course they did because they won six games. It's ninety bowl games. You went to the everybody goes to a forty-three bowl game. to be exact. They'll uh, have the Angry Will Bowl game next season. I promise you. And it's going to sell out. And it's going to be there's going to be some great teams in it too. Yeah, great. It's going to sell out. Though. Okay, here we go. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, two and ten. Sorry, no, that's, Corey. You, you read that right. Yep. Yeah, yes. Is Ken it two and ten or ten and two? Two, 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 two and, and ten. ten. ten and Kentucky, seven and six. Florida, five and seven. South Carolina, who I can't remember the last time they were ever any good, five and seven. I mean, <laughs> other than that, you have Tennessee, Missouri. The te- the only teams that are competitive in the SEC in terms of chances for national championship, and I said it before the beginning of the season, I said it was Alabama. Georgia and I thought Tennessee would be around, but they they underachieved on a regular basis. They on a regular basis. LSU, yeah, yes, T- Tennessee. Tennessee just they jumped. They, they, they took. Here. I mean, they took a step back this year. They took multiple steps back. Oh, yes, God. but they LSU regularly is is has an opportunity. LSU has regularly. an opportunity. Yes. So Auburn with the, the right top, coach, the has top an four or five mm-hmm. teams, the SEC is going to have a. Rep- oh, well, let me just say it like this: When is the last time the SEC has not been represented in the in the Ooh, championship? That's a good question, right? It's been. I mean, this year, obviously, no, no, they had Alabama. Since uh, when? It's been a, it's been a minute. I mean, so Georgia that last that, year, Georgia that the year tells before. you that the conference at the top is legit. I mean, yes, that, that tells yeah, definitely, you that definitely. tells you the conference at the top. The definitely. top five teams could play anywhere in the country. The players that they have could definitely. play anywhere in the country. But players overall in the SEC, um, the talent might be higher, as you're saying, Will. But when you talk about college football and teams winning, um. I'm surprised Missouri didn't. I mean, what Missouri lost two games? Uh, I want to say two or three. Two. They lost. They ended up losing to Listen, Georgia in a close game. They are going to. They start, may have only lost one. They're going but... to start getting some recruits. They beat no doubt. They beat no doubt Ohio State. They beat a team that has talent. Even though they may, they, people want to say that they were down or players like. Listen, it's about showing up and showing what you can do. Most of these guys that want to play pro. You shouldn't be thinking about winning and losing anyway. You should be thinking about doing what you're supposed to do right. so you can get to the next level. So let me ask you something, Corey. If uh, and well, if if Washington was in the SEC, okay, would they still be playing for a national championship? No, none. none I don't think. No. You, I still think you may not have an SEC team because they would have knocked each other off. No, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Washington in the SEC. would have lost three games this year, and and they but may have. Who, beat, who are the three teams they would have lost to? Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee. You think that Washington would get beat by Tennessee this year? No, not chance. this year. But if they were, and to... Will has a shirt on that says, "I don't use drugs." Yeah, he is right now. Some, but God is dope. Level. I don't believe that, Will. Because what you talking you don't about, believe God right is dope. Now, I believe that you just hit the pipe before you walked into the meet. Nailed it. <laughs> a blunt <laughs> with something in it. With something in it, <laughs> other than marijuana. CHG, CHR, <laughs> PHR, whatever. Not PHR. All right, hey what? guys, yeah, we're having some fun here on the Sunday morning scramble. 
Uh, we're, we're just having a blast. You are talking to the coach and Corey and Angry Will, and we are having a blast talking sports, talking SEC football. Uh, you know, everything, SEC basketball is back. Uh, Vanderbilt, Alabama, tight, tight game last night. Uh, Tennessee wins its 11th game. You know, Tennessee is just the epitome of consistency in terms of college basketball. What was the game? What was the Alabama-Vanderbilt game at? Uh, it was at Vandy. It was, what, uh, was, it, was a lot of people there because I saw people well, a lot on of Alabama Facebook. fans. I, I'm I'm going to start going to Vanderbilt games. I'll go with they, uh, they, yeah. Uh, they need all their fans. Man, the memori- they can get. what happened to the Memorial Magic? I've been under a rock, man. What's happening? <laughs> oh, I, I went I went last year or no? Yeah, last year to Tennessee at Vanderbilt and seventy uh, five. There were probably fifteen hundred fans there. And probably 700 or more Tennessee fans. UT oh, fans. that's got the change. But hey, baby. you're listening to Sunday Morning Scramble. Coach and Corey here with Will, Angry Will. Uh, we'll see you on this side talking Titans football, talking NFL playoffs, talking the final week Get that of the money, regular D-Hop. season. Get it done. I don't know why I just said that, but done. <laughs> Let's go. Get, Get her. <laughs> Five sixty AM, ninety five nine FM, Brentwood, Nashville, one zero seven nine FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first twenty four hour sports station, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio, ABC News. I'm Dave Packer, and ABC News has learned that the special counsel probe looking into January sixth and covering new details about former President Trump's inaction on that day. Aides allegedly said Trump was not interested in doing more to stop the riot. Sources said former Trump aide Nick Luna told federal investigators that when Trump was informed that then-Vice President Mike Pence had to be rushed to a secure location, Trump responded, quote, so what? The FAA ordering a temporary grounding of Boeing 737 MAX 9s as the NTSB starts an investigation after a hole ripped open in the fuselage of an Alaska Airlines flight. A door plug failing and falling off the aircraft shortly after takeoff. ABC News aviation consultant Colonel Steve Ganyard. This airplane was only two months old, so probably not a material failure, probably something on the shop floor when the airplane was being put together. Did somebody do something improperly? Was there improper supervision? This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off perfectly aged tender steaks, juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and even classic comfort meals. Go to omahasteaks.com, and when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code QUALITY at checkout for an extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. 
Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. It's time for the Sunday Morning Scramble, your recipe to feed your sports fandom. Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio, the Sunday Morning Scramble is brought to you by DraftKings Sports and Social, downtown Nashville, and State Farm Hendersonville agent Lauren Tullis, and Double Dogs in Gallatin. Call into the show and voice your opinion at 615-844-5600. That's 615-844-5600. And now, here's your host for the Sunday Morning Scramble, 2001 Baltimore Ravens Strong Safety Super Bowl Champion, Corey Harris, and Air Force veteran, longtime football coach, Greg Tonjes. All right, you are listening to the Sunday Morning Scramble, and I am the coach. You got Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion, with the <laughs> Ravens. I don't know if that's what a Raven sounds Is like. Is that what a Raven sounds like, Coach? Oh, it sounded pretty uh, good. Okay. I think it sounded like. No, wait a second, wait a second. Our bird expert is here today. Oh. Special guest. Uh, Will flew, the bird just, expert. He just flew in from some island somewhere, and he knows birds very, very well. His name is Angry Will. Will, welcome to the show. You know, I feel like uh, I'm, that I, you know what? I, I feel like you know Angry what? Angry Birds you know what, game is I, 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 before him. y'all get on all that BS. You know what? You know who you sound like right now. Who do I sound like? You. I'm the Cat Williams. To your Cedric, Steve, Who, and Ricky uh, Smiley right now. He doesn't know. He gonna have to go watch. I feel like Shannon. I done got up under your skin with all my. You gotta watch the Ruth Sharp uh, episode, Coach. Okay. I don't know who the heck he's talking about, but he did comment on that he knows more what a Raven I sounds think this, like. The game me. Angry Birds is after him. Angry That's a Will, good point. I think yes. it is. He's an expert <laughs> and he's angry, so that must have. So, expert yes. is angry. Will you holding out on us? Yeah. You know? So that, that you so that you are a birdologist. Uh, what does a Raven sound like? Not that Baltimore Raven. I don't know. Well, you know well, well, well they, they, they sounded pretty bad <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a doggone raven to no, me. No, Ravens okay, sound like... Okay, what's wrong with that? Like, if that's what you think. Touchdown! <laughs> that's what the they say. Baltimore Touchdown. Ravens. You know what? You know, ooh, <laughs> you're yeah. number one. Wait, say that team. again, Corey. Touchdown. Yeah, the Chargers didn't score too many of those this year, did they? Oh, uh, wow. Man, let's, let's talk to our well, Let's talk to, let's our, talk brother, to our guy, Jeff. Jeff, and by the way, any other callers out there, 615-844-5600. That's our call and text line, 615-844-5600. And Jeff, it's been a while. Where you been? Well, just, you know, just kind of hanging out waiting for y'all to take my call. But I know it's after tomorrow night there's no more college football Saturdays. And after today, there's no more Titans football. It's basketball time. The season's half over. And you guys still had not talked about it. And I love every minute of it. Bama got their butts whipped. I love it. No SEC team in the in the championship game. Love that. I'm going to love watching tomorrow night. 
the, the eighth grade eighth grade play call at the goal line. An eighth grade football coach could have called a better play than what Tommy Reese called the goal line. As Jalen Moron runs in the middle of Michigan. What line. you call him, Jim? Jalen Moron. Jalen Moron couldn't get up. Couldn't get up. What like his you got, you play call. No, he wasn't. Right. No, 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 no. Let's blame that on play calling, Jeff. You got to think this. He's so great, and, and they couldn't get up this year. Good day. Wait, aren't you a Kentucky fan? I don't okay. know if you've been listening to the show, but I have said the SEC is listening, not that great. I've been great. listening to it. I've been listening Aren't to it. Aren't you a Kentucky fan? And, and, and basketball's half over, and again, you guys won't, won't discuss Let it me. until about until about April 1. That's not true, over. because no. I Bottom actually line. just, I just I mean, talked about Alabama beating Vanderbilt, and I Wait, talked you, about you, you, Tennessee you, 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 winning Jeff, their 11th let me, let me Let me handle this, yes, though. Handle Jeff, I, have, you ever, have you ever been around somebody, they have a plate full of food, and they only eat one thing at a time? When it comes... That you, that you do. Well, that's that you that's do. we don't want our we don't want our that grits mixing mixing with our eggs. Yeah, exactly. So we're we're football guys. We're gonna get you through football. Right. No question about that. No doubt. And then we gonna but but we're intelligent guys too. So we have we that. have we're, stats. We have stats, opinions, uh, expert opinions, and experience just like other every other sports show. Every sports show is with people talking about what they think. What they feel, mm-hmm. what they've seen, well, what they heard. Every sports show on this station talks football. I guess. I guess the next thing will be the UFL preview. Hey, hey, hey! Don't sleep That's on the, the UFL. Man, don't get mad because Kentucky got beat. I don't care about that. Thing. I can't they, they tell you. They deserve to win. They deserve to win. I'll tell you who's going to beat. You know who's going to beat Kentucky in basketball? I ain't worried about it. Vanderbilt's going to beat Kentucky in basketball. Well, basketball season is coming, though, baby. They ain't worth a damn anyway. They couldn't beat Oakland High School. What's the difference? You're running, love. Okay, hey, hey, hey. You got a 25-year-old ring. You got hushed. Nobody cares. Not the 25-year-old ring. What's 25-year-old ring? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? He hung up on He hung up on He hung up, yeah. Hey, listen, listen. Jeff. Don't be a Jeff. It's Sunday morning, bro. No, be a Jeff. Like, be no, you. don't be, be a you. Jeff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody likes four-letter words, Will. Yeah, and that, you know what that might be? I agree, Corey. I think we might have a new segment called Don't Be a Jeff. We've got Angry Will, and we've got Don't Be a Jeff. No, I, but but I like Jeff because he calls in with uh, informative information from our good— he's Jeff, he he's still our good friend. And so here's what you got to understand. Jeff needs a hug. Jeff, as we change sports— Right. right, I'm the football expert. As we change companion. sports, we will have uh, guests that are quote unquote experts. And I think is he talking? When he said 25 years. He's talking about the 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 my my ring. Yes, which would be 24 years old. That's man, what he's referring to. Listen, man, listen, 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 and listen good. I went to the best school in the country for student athletes, Vanderbilt University. You call us losers. I played one position, drafted at another. We wouldn't call switched, you guys switched losers. Over because you know what? We built different. There are people that want to get in Vanderbilt that can't get in Vanderbilt. I agree. You feel what I'm saying? So, Jeff, anybody can get in Kentucky. Anybody. <laughs> literally anybody. If you're 18 with a GED, you can get into Kentucky. Wow. I know he basketball players. With a I, I know basketball players that what got about, into okay, Kentucky. Let's just go through the whole SEC. What about Tennessee? Go ahead. What, what all you need to get into Tennessee? Oh, with Tennessee? Yeah. I know too many people that went to Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, who yeah, cares? We're, we're going to refrain from comment because we're actually, <laughs> oh uh, to Jeff's point, we're talking football. We're talking NFL football right now. 
And this no, no, a, let's talk about LeBron James and basketball right now. I can talk no, about we'll, that. We'll save. You know what? I'm being sarcastic. No, I know you are. You know what the thing about this is with Jeff? Now, now I'm all wired for sale again. Yeah, wired for sale. Is with Jeff is he doesn't understand what we know, which we know. Okay, we know and we in the know in terms of every sport out there. Any fan, in fact, I would challenge any fan could call in here and ask about any sport, and we would have an answer that is a solid answer. By we, he means so, him. Yeah. So, right. No, you too. I could bring up any sport, and you would still be able to comment it because, because you've been in locker rooms. It doesn't matter if it's an NFL locker room or an NBA locker room, but we know. We know sports. We know how to talk sports, and we're talking NFL football because we can. And, oh, by the way, this is our show. And it's our good friend show. And, Jeff, you're one of our good friends. Jeremy, earlier, we want you to call in right now and talk Titans football, the final. How are you feeling on the final Sunday of NFL football? I'm devastated by that, just saying that. 615-844-5600. Well, we got people out there partying. Let me set the tone, Corey, for where we're at in the playoffs, okay? Because you got the, your Baltimore Ravens have wrapped up the number one seed and any the, 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 the Super Bowl goes through the Ravens, okay? They have <clears> locked like it up. Now, there's a lot to be determined for the rest of the league, okay? The Dolphins are currently sitting in the second position, all right? But they play the Bills in Miami. If the Bills win, Miami is still in the playoffs. So Miami doesn't have a lot to play for except for solidifying the number two seed, okay? So that is, I guess, a That's lot. Huge. But they're already in the playoffs. But if but the, the number one one thing, coach, in every goal on every team, when you go in and the coach raises up his plan to to say what we're going to do, the number one goal is win the division. Win the division. That's right. And so if the Dolphins win today, they win the division and eliminate a very disappointing Buffalo Bills team. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Buffalo is actually going to win that game. Then your third seed is the Kansas City Chiefs, who play my Chargers today. Uh, all, all God, my what a massacre waiting to happen. The Texans. Okay, you want to bet? <laughs> you want to bet? Okay? Ooh, what do you want to bet? If y'all watching, y'all. In fact, here's what we're going to bet. Space. Here's what we're going to bet. If the Chargers win today, which you send for Corey and I next week, I love the show. Too will you heard that? I right. love it. And I want it from I, I want it from freaking IHOP. Then okay. Our new sponsor, IHOP. IHOP is still out of that International not House a, of Burgers. Did they change the name? I, 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 they changed <laughs> it. The House change. of Burgers. Okay. They did. They had to change it back. People would Okay. Upset. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's, anyway uh, the, let's, Texans, the Texans let's, are let's, the Let's best. turn our ADHD off. <laughs> now, if <laughs> the I come out and be right, which I feel like 90% I will. Okay. All right. You owe me... We don't have all day. Okay. We only have a two-hour show. I know. Well, let's see. You owe me breakfast. You okay. owe me my diet-based breakfast. Okay, that's okay. how we got you with. All right, fancy okay. diet guy. Diet man. Diet man. And that's why I'm going to be the, 60 with of a no diet, the Texans. I could feed on the Texans all day long. Listen, gotta, yeah. with that game, though, I, I saw a lot of my friends from Indianapolis commenting, uh, why did they take Jonathan Taylor out of the game on that fourth and one? That's a good question. Like that is a good question. You but keep this is, him in there, and I mean, we're talking a, good, a whole. You either you topic. well, you know, and I'm just saying because the Texans are in it because a man dropped a professional football player dropped a four yard pass. That's that's why. Yep. And so and, and look and honestly, in, on that play, we're talking about Texas Colts last night. <laughs> Texas win that, Texas win that game. Uh, yeah, no need to talk about Deshaun Watson and the Texans anymore, huh? 
Uh, that's been fixed. Right. Uh, but <laughs> Texans are are um, up against the wall as Indy is on the 12-yard line, if I'm not mistaken. And they throw a little uh, what's called an arrow route out into the flat, left flat, wide open. Hit his hands. Hit hit him right. He looked Corey. He looked like he'd never caught a football in his entire life. He just took. Uh, it, it's it's a fun listen. Pressure, no burps, pipes, and, yeah. and, and focus is the thing. No matter what level of football, no matter how complicated, no matter how fast, it always one hundred percent of the time comes back down to the no things doubt. you learned in third grade. I mean, his, his hands were all crossed up, and that's not the way you catch football. Bottom line, Texans are the best feel good story in the entire NFL this season. Who also might have. The rookie of the year, the coach of the year, Ooh. and the defensive player of the year. I give you I one out of oh, three. I wrote D'Amico's name. Nah, I'm going to give yeah, you one yeah. out of three. But what? I think rookie of the year is going to go to that lovely little guy in L.A., Puka Nakua. He's, oh, he could oh, be. Oh, yeah, right. oh, he's, he's, I'm talking about. Nah, they like 1,600 they like, yards, over 110 catches. The be. only asterisk he has against yeah, him. He just got to run routes and catch the ball. Quarterback, yeah, yeah. quarterback. Under quarterback, 10 quarterback. receiving touchdowns. I think he has yeah. only five, maybe six. Nah, he I mean, just got to run routes and catch yeah, the ball. All you got to do is run routes that you've learned since you were six years old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the Rams offense. They can't help but that. But the quarterback, they have receivers to match it. Okay, well, you're taking us down a different path. So, anyway, to reset the tone for the AFC picture, Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Texans are in the playoffs and can win the – who's saying this when I picked them to be one of the worst teams? Can win the AFC South yeah. if the Tennessee Titans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And think about that. They get to play their rival. That's a rival team. Who was your rival team when you were, when you were playing with the Ravens? Ravens and Steelers. Career? Steelers and Titans yeah, were, of course, were our yeah. biggest – Rivals. But for you personally, did you have another one that was kind of like, man, we're playing them? I'm no, I love them. I love playing Tennessee because in the offseason, guys were coming to my clubs and I get to see these guys. Okay, I, yeah. I, you know, I was used to hoot with with guys, rest in, rest in peace, uh, uh, white check and, and some of those big linemen. That's when I found out they were super athletic. But I used to love come back and every time I see these guys uh, uh, I feel like go head to head. some pettiness involved. A like, you know bit, what? You know what? I mean, Ooh. We beat y'all ass, and you get to come no, to our I mean, club. It, it wasn't a thing that <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a thing that talked about because I treated them like I mean they were VIPs. They were they were my colleagues. I yeah, love those guys. Yeah, on, but on the but on the field like, they were SBs. Yeah, but that's the thing. It was it was uh, Hearns, uh, Leonard. Mm -hmm. It was it was uh, Ali. It, it it was that you knew what it was gonna be. Right. Like and that and so yeah. Anytime you could beat the team that was in your way, and then that's they spending money in your club, and you just beat the brakes off. Yeah, it of wasn't them. petty though. I didn't. I didn't I, carry I'm it like that. I'm sensing some pettiness. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, I wasn't like that. Pettiness. But but I, I tell you, I mean, listen. The Titans, but they are not going to beat the Jaguars. You know why? Why? They do not want. Yeah, the, their offensive. They line don't want the is, New Oilers. Is, is, wow. <laughs> they don't want the Texans to win. Wow. The, I think, the Titans are going to beat the Jaguars. Uh, what? You heard the, it here, what? You heard, yes, you heard it here first. The Titans will beat the Jaguars today. Okay, so they I, always I, play them close. I like pancakes. They have, listen, I'm the type of coach, and, and I was the type of player as well that I love to rip the heart out of people if I had the opportunity to. Not people. I'm sorry to say that. Well, I guess it is people. Other teams. And today, the Titans have an opportunity to knock the Jacksonville Jaguars out. Of the playoffs, Jacksonville's oh, just too good. If they, yeah, they'd be out. Oh, yeah, if they, they lose, they're done. Yeah, if they lose, they're done. And the and the te the Houston Texans win the AFC South, and they're the only team predicts. in the so, conference uh, that goes to the playoffs I in the would, AFC South. I'll take That's a, correct. I'll take yep. a 
over a steak, I'll take a hungry person over somebody that just ate. I will too. So, but and this is what I mean. But how the hungry Titans, are the Jacksonville the Jaguars? Titans, no, do the, the question is, do the Titans have that kind of pride? I mean, they're pride? playing for their playoff yes. lives do they have, to do they have, do they have the kind of pride to go out and just uh, – uh, play like they need to play to win this game versus a team that has to win the game to get in the playoffs. You're talking about another check. No matter what the Titans do. If Trevor Lawrence was playing, which I don't think he is going to well, they play. They said he's a game-time decision. He's a game-time decision. So that typically means he's probably not going to play. Uh, and I don't remember who the back. I, I should know this. Who's the backup for uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, I can't remember. But I want to say it is C.J. Beathard, but let me check. It is C.J. Beathard. Uh, played San Francisco uh, 49ers. He's uh, from grand, Tennessee. Uh, grandchild from Tennessee. of um, uh, Bobby Beathard, who was the general manager for the San Diego Chargers for back years. in the days. For years. Great Georgia guy. Tech. Were they, were yep. they, they were good yep. around yep. that time. Yep. Yeah, they, Very good. Late 70s, 80s. Yep. So, so, yeah, they were pretty decent. So, you know, he's back. It's, it's, you know, again, these are all professional athletes. Can can a quarterback step up for one game? What's more motivation yeah. for you? Being being the being the spoiler or or getting to the next step, getting in the dance. Like what what do you think if you were if you were a coach uh -huh. in each locker room, you went in, in in the locker room where we can be the spoiler guys. This is really just motive. You're trying to motivate guys yeah. to be a spoiler and then go into the offseason yes. with a good thing. Or a team that look, guys, we win this game, we in the dance. We can win it all. What team do you think yeah. is going to have more energy coming out guy and what i was i was talking about the, the, uh, this, earlier this, uh, yeah like, have these guys got their trucks packed and getting ready to ship i know out. i know but they're, <laughs> they're, they're but facts they're, but they're professionals and i think the spoiler who's at home for the final time this season after a disappointing season has an opportunity to set things right moving and set a tone because listen to me Corey. we are talking about the tennessee I know, but here's what you guys don't understand. Last year they lost. You probably do understand. You will understand after I say this. The Titans lost their final seven games of the season last year, and they okay? still made. The and if they no, lose, if they, they did not make the they did not make the playoffs, and if they lose today, they will have lost their. Uh, the last time they won was Monday Night Football against Miami. Okay, they will have lost the last five or six games in a row again. So there's pride with that. There's pride to knock out your division rival in the Jaguars. So I think to answer your question as a coach, I'm more pressure on the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's no pressure on the Titans, Corey. What? There's Motivation. No, there's, I don't, no, there's no pressure. I, I can see why you say that. But, you know, I just got a text message from a fan of the show. Okay. And she asked or stated that this, this and everyone's been saying this, this is Derrick Henry's possible last game as a Titan. Yes, yes. Does incentives affect how someone's last game one hundred percent. D Hop, we talked about that earlier. Yep. Okay. Yep. He needs seven catches, I think, and uh, for and forty-seven yards for a total of one point two million dollars. Yeah. Now, so, yeah. I played with Sterling Sharp at Green Bay, and we had a situation where I think he may have been five catches or seven catches short of getting a hundred catches. When I tell you Mike Henry went out and got <laughs> did that in the first seven plays, yeah. I think Sterling had like six catches the first four plays. <laughs> yeah. like, but you know what? So that that, that goes to a good relationship with your OC. And, well, no, it, no, 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 because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, guess who calls the plays at on the field? Guess who distributes the ball? The quarterback. If right. I'm D-Hop, 
look, buddy, I got forty grand, yeah. twenty grand, thirty grand, whatever. Listen, oh yeah, then I'm, I'm going to, in with the beaming mode. Yeah, let's get to let's get to yeah, what we got to get big, to. Incentives play a big role, but again, and it also stops coaches from calling plays. Will now there've been instances where guys, right. because of the money, a guy may be up for a million or two million dollars, mm-hmm. and the coach don't give him the ball. So that you too. have a lot of stuff that's going on at play. I just believe that the incentive of another check for the Jaguars, yep. an opportunity to be in the dance, is way more uh, powerful uh, of, of an incentive than it's been a long year. I'm not going to be here next year. It, I'm looking for another uh, job. Uh, half of us aren't going to be here. I just think the Titans have been through too much for that to be um, the motivating factor. Maybe maybe the quarterback goes out there and does what he's been showing and showing that, look, I'm here, and guys get fired mm-hmm. up, and guys like D-Hop do their thing. Is Derrick Henry even playing? Yeah, Derrick Henry's playing. That's, so, there's money playing. so is Tannehill. So listen to me. It's the last hurrah for that group. And then you're looking at C.J. Beathard with a 3-10 and 10 record. You're looking at C.J. Beathard. You've got two guys on the, on the Titans D-line that have double-digit sacks that are going to be coming after him. Uh, D'Amico Autry is one of those, and I'm just saying that. But the, and the other thing is, and you know this, we don't have time to get deep into this. But who's the the pressure is on the Buffalo Bills today? The pressure is on the Jacksonville Jaguars today. The pressure is on the Cleveland Browns today. The pressure is on these teams that have to win in their seasons over. Well, Cleveland's already the, in the playoffs. The pre- I'm just. I'm saying in terms of seeding and positioning, the teams that are in the playoff. Well, line, as of now, Cleveland is. I'm, 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 I'm looking at a and article was right, from Sporting Randall. News right now. Uh, first five seeds, you have the Ravens, the Dolphins, Chiefs, Texans, and the Browns. Yeah, but that's not – but understand. It's not official yet. No, no, but listen to me. Miami could be could be as much as a six or seven seed if they lose. If they lose, you're if right. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. The that's outcomes of the games, say. yeah. The outcomes yeah. of those games that are important. Now, now on the other side of the coin – to the San Francisco 49ers, and to the Baltimore Ravens, there's zero pressure, and they don't care. They don't need to win. Okay, They don't need to win. They're not going to play their starters. They didn't. Baltimore uh, right. last night with Pittsburgh, or yesterday afternoon with Pittsburgh, didn't. There's no pressure on those teams. There is a major amount of pressure. Is it pressure or opportunity? It depends it's on pressure. what your team if I'm at the If I'm at the free throw line, Coach, yeah, and I got uh, one and one, I'm down one, seen my brother do it, it's pressure if you're thinking about what you might lose. Sure. It's opportunity when you look at what it is you're gaining and why you're even there in the first place. Right. But As you, a player it, right. whose season is over, you, you're basically saying that the majority of the, of the Titans, 60 70% of them, are going to be out there like this game matters. Well, they are because a lot of them are playing for their jobs. I mean, they've been playing for their jobs all year. The Lions been playing for, for uh, their, there's, there's their jobs all are, year. Right, but there's new guys. That are in, I'm just saying there's zero pressure on the Titans to win this game. There is major pressure. You cannot tell me that human nature doesn't allow the players, the coaching staff, the owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Peterson, that the, the, the coach, that the, the human nature doesn't allow them to think each way, right? They can't 100% of the time think, well, um, uh, you know, this this isn't pressure. This is just an opportunity. You have to though. I know you have to, but 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 they're pros. You but, do. This is how you hit. Right. This is how you hit seventy three pointers in, a, in be, a row. It's it, listen, I am looking forward to this game today. I'm looking forward to the the Dolphins Bills game. Yes. We're going to continue to talk NFL football. If you're out there, give us a call 615-844-5600. you You're listening to the Sunday morning scramble. We're talking to the coach. 
You're talking to Corey, uh, the Super Bowl champ. You're talking to Will I Am. No, that's not him. That's Will. The, no, that's Angry, Angry Will. Will. You're listening to Sunday Morning Scramble. Uh, we will see you on the other side. What's up, Nashville? This is Super Bowl champion Corey Harris. And anybody that loves sports knows that if you can't score, you can't win. So you should absolutely consider protecting your family and your assets with State Farm. Thanks, Corey. Hey, everybody. This is Lauren Tullis, State Farm agent in Hendersonville. And if you like watching some of the best, like Corey Harris, you should be protected by the best. Contact us today to get your free quote at laurentullis.com. Like a good neighbor, Lauren Tullis State Farm is there. This is Corey Harris, SEC legend, Super Bowl champion. If you want a great game day experience, you need to go down to DraftKings Sports and Social, downtown Nashville. Oh, yeah, Corey, DraftKings Sports and Social. There's only 14 of them, and we've got one of them here in downtown Nashville at 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Listen, anybody that loves to watch sports, he has to go here. They got a VIP lounge that overlooks the Cumberland River, and into Nissan Stadium. This place is unbelievable with the biggest screens and the best experience for any sports fan. 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. We'll see you there. What's up, Nashville? This is Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion of 2000 Baltimore Ravens. And the only thing that Coach Tungis likes more than the L.A. Chargers is double dog. Ah, yeah, Corey, double dogs. This is the coach, Greg Tungis, from the wonderful new show, live show, that is the Sunday morning scramble. It is the coach, and it is Corey, Super Bowl champion on that show. But we do love one thing better than all of that. It is double dogs in Gallatin. It is the spot for beer, for sports. They've got the biggest Greens, they've got the coldest beers, and guess what? It's dog friendly. And not only that, you can walk in today and ask for the coach's special, which is a double dog, double dogs with chili and cheese, and not one, but two hot dogs. It is double dogs in Gallatin, and that is at 1620 Nashville Pike. Tell them Coach Tanjas sent you. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. New MTSU football coach Derek Mason. Right now, man, I get the best of both worlds. I get a chance to coach a football team, build a program, do it in a place that I'm somewhat familiar with, and do it with my family. It's important that this area, this community, uh, like really gets a chance to get behind something that it believes in. And I believe MTSU is that program. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. It's the Sunday Morning Scramble, live on WNSR.
Welcome into the Sunday Morning Scramble. We're in the final hour of the show talking NFL football. We're talking all sports because that's what Corey and I do, uh, Jeff. Uh, but we just want to let you know that. Uh, we want you to call in right now, 615-844-5600. If you're out there queuing at the Nissan Stadium, getting ready for the game, sipping some sauce, go ahead and uh, give us a call. Let us know what you're cooking. Invite us out to your tailgate. Corey and I will show up and eat and hang out and maybe have some sauce as well. 615-844-5600. That is 615-844-5600. And speaking Titans football, we've got Terry McCormick. He is with the Titans and uh, with Titans Online and also Main Street Media. Terry McCormick, welcome to Sunday Morning Scramble. you got the Super Bowl champ that is Corey Harris, Baltimore Ravens, and you got the coach. Chat with you. Good morning. How you doing, guys? We're doing good, man. How are you doing this morning on the final week 18? How you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Getting ready to see uh, what transpires in this game that uh, – could be a swan song for Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill here with the Titans. Yeah, and you know, we, Corey and I were talking about that. I don't know if you were listening to the show or not before, but we were talking about you know who the pressure is on and and how will the Titans respond here in the final um, the final game. You know, there's not really much to play for except for you know pride, and some of these guys are obviously playing for their jobs, which is a big deal too. But you know, my my thought is there is major major pressure on the the Jacksonville Jaguars. And no pressure whatsoever on the Titans, except for again pride. Is that kind of how what you feel about the game? Think about the game. Oh, absolutely, because the Jaguars have everything to gain and every, with a win, and everything to lose with a loss. You know, they're in almost exactly the same scenario that the Titans were last year mm-hmm. when they went down to Jacksonville for that season finale, needing to win to secure the division and uh, earn a spot in the playoffs, and then it didn't happen. Uh, that could be in reverse today if the Jaguars somehow lose. And and there may be even more pressure on them if uh, they don't have Trevor Lawrence under center. No doubt. Uh, you know, and then speaking about the Titans and Ryan Tannehill and um, Derrick Henry, you know, what has – just think about that, the franchise, and what has been th- just the most significant part of that is, is obviously Derrick Henry and Tannehill. What's the impact that they've had on this franchise – since they become a part of this team, I mean, what 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 legacy will they leave behind? Is it a good legacy, bad legacy? Maybe it's different for both. Maybe it's something different for Tannehill than it is Derrick Henry. What's your thoughts on either one of them? Well, I think it's a little different for both. I think when you first, I'll, we'll talk about Ryan Tannehill. I think when he got here, you know, this was Marcus Mariota's team. Mm-hmm. He was the face of the franchise, but uh, he started to struggle, and Mike Vrabel. Uh, made the switch to Ryan Tannehill as the starting quarterback, and this team really took off. You know, for the first three years that Ryan Tannehill was the starting quarterback for this team, this offense was as prolific as we've ever seen it, probably going back to the days of Steve McNair throwing to uh, Derek Mason and Drew Bennett and, Mm. uh, you know, Frank Wycheck. So this offense it went to a whole other level with Tannehill at the controls, throwing to A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, handing off to Derrick Henry. Uh, unfortunately for him and the Titans, you know, a lot of people are going to remember him for that playoff performance against the Bengals mm-hmm. where the Titans squandered that number one seed in the 2021 season. But uh, 
if you know if you look at his work as a whole, there have been a lot of really solid games that he's played for this team. You know, there's remember a game uh, against the Buffalo Bills. I think wound up being played on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that. And, I remember that. Yeah, and they and they had been dealing with COVID and whatnot, and nobody gave them a chance against uh, a really good Buffalo team, and they came out and just mopped the floor with the Bills that night. There there've been a lot of really good moments for Ryan Tannehill. The, the sad part is it's probably going to be overshadowed in a lot of fans' minds with that one playoff loss against the uh, Bengals. All right. And then with Derrick Henry, I think I don't think you can overstate the value he's meant uh, he's had to this franchise. He's pretty much the face of the team for the last four, five, six years. Uh, you know, a 2,000-yard season, I think you know, you can already make a case for him as a Hall of Fame caliber running back. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I'll, I'll kind of do it this way, you know, because Derrick Henry, you know, he doesn't have the, you know, the 12,000 yards rushing or whatever that you see uh, that's kind of the threshold for a lot of great backs when you talk about Walter Payton or Emmitt Smith or Barry Sanders or O.J. Simpson or whoever you want to bring up, Jim Brown. Ladanian Tomlinson because I'm a Charger fan. Exactly. But <laughs> but when you when you look at where the game is today, you know, Derrick Henry's kind of the last of a dying breed. Mm. You want to equate it to baseball. There are no, there, you know, there are no 300 game winners. Once uh, Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin and, and those guys, Roger Clemens got 300 wins. That was kind of the end of an era of 300 game winners in baseball. Pitch counts uh, now. I don't think you're going to see the way the NFL has changed, you know, with baseball now, you know, the 250 wins gets you Hall of Fame consideration if you're a modern pitcher, if you're Clayton Kershaw or Justin Verlander or whatever. If in football, you know, 9,000 yards and 90 touchdowns by Derrick Henry gets you Hall of Fame considerations because that's now, you know, far surpasses the benchmark of what a Hall of Fame caliber running back is because nobody runs the ball like that anymore. Nobody has a 20-carry-a-game running back on their roster everybody's throwing the ball. Everybody's got a group of backs that are part of a committee that nobody gets more than 12 touches a game. Do you think, do you think that this is the last year for Derrick Henry? Because it, it, the tone of a lot of people are here just because the, the, the league is changing. I think Derrick Henry is the type of guy, I believe that with how football is now, and I've said this before, coach, mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel, uh, 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 himself as a linebacker, the, the number of uh, touchdown catches he has, when he talks about, uh, multiplicity and, and versatility, you know, I just believe there's there are some fundamental things that can be added to Derrick Henry Henry's game that makes him still a viable uh, player. I think even in fact with him on the field with somebody somebody like Spears, I think it's not predictable. I think that you can do some things. So, do you think that this is this is the last uh, year for him, or do you think that there are, are teams out there that would consider bringing a guy like Derrick Henry in? I kind of think that Derek's going to end up playing somewhere else. You know, I, he's had a great run here. It's not out of the question that the Titans would re-sign him because, let's be honest, he's close to the franchise rushing record. He's about 600 yards away, mm. 600 and change. Uh, the Titans can certainly, uh, you know, sell some tickets if Derrick Henry is on the roster and playing some kind of role next year because, you know, based on – what the team looks like this year, 
it's going to take a major, major overhaul. And I'm not sure that all that can be done in one season. Mm. So you may be looking at a six or seven win team again next year, barring a Houston Texans type turnaround. And so you may need to sell some tickets. That'd be another good reason to keep Derrick Henry mm-hmm. on the roster. But, you know, a couple things. There's no guarantee that Derrick Henry would want to accept a lesser role just to stay here because I think it's pretty obvious that this team has to morph itself into the 21st century somehow and start building around Will Levis and getting him some receivers and getting him an offensive line that can pass protect and then use the talents of Tajay Spears as kind of a multi-purpose back, mm, uh, good. you know, to, you know, be a part of the run game, but also catch passes. Uh, I don't know that Derek would want to come back and be in a reduced role with, you know, for less money than he's making now. Now that said, you know, I don't know what teams out there would be, you know, wanting to, you know, do that with Derek, but they could, but Derek could certainly help a contending team. He could certainly help, the Baltimore Ravens who went out and signed uh, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a great he sign. could certainly help, you know, find a place in the Kansas city chiefs backfield or the Philadelphia Eagles backfield where he could go and have a chance to win a ring. You know, to me, it's sort of like when Deandre Hopkins came here, you know, there were, when you're out on the market, you're a veteran guy and you've got skins on the wall like Derek Henry does. There are three things you can go for. You can go for a payday, which means you might sign with the Arizona Cardinals for big money, mm-hmm. you know, the Washington Commanders for big money. I don't think Derek wants to do that. You know, if he wants to lose games, he can do that here. Right. right. Then, there's, <laughs> then there's the chance to play for a championship, a Super Bowl. There's a chance to do that and, you know, be able to be a part of a team that wins a championship and, and do those sorts of things, even if it means a reduced role. So, that's a viable option. And then the third thing is finding a situation where you can put up enough numbers and continue to do what you do and have a chance to, you know, enhance your resume to make sure that you are Hall of Fame worthy, which is kind of what DeAndre Hopkins is doing by signing here. Thousand yard receiving season, you know, further adding to his resume for when he retires and, you know, the Hall of Fame comes calling. I, I can see Derrick Henry wanting to find a situation like that as well. Well, that's a good analysis of the three options out there that players have. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's really good. Uh, let me ask you this. I watched last week's – of course, I watch every Titans game. Uh, and in opening series, uh, Levis throws just a perfect pass to Traylon Burks. I mean, how disappointing is the Titans organization with that draft pick? I mean, I couldn't believe it, and we've seen that happen before. Um, I mean, what's his future with the Titans? And Because they're going to need somebody opposite uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, to compete, and obviously they're going to need a running back, and they need some offensive linemen, but they're definitely going to need another wide receiver. But, I mean, are we done with Traylon Burks? Is, he, is this kind of it? Well, I don't know they're done with him because he's under contract for two more years, but I certainly wouldn't count on him for very much. I think uh, – you know, he had the unfortunate uh, additional pressure of being the guy who replaced A.J. Brown, which is certainly unfair. But with the injuries that he's had and the lack of consistency that Burks has had, mm-hmm. if I'm the Titans, if I'm Mike Brable and I'm Rand Carthon, I don't count on him or Kyle Phillips, who was also in that draft class, 
I don't count on either one of them for anything next year. I'd say they mm. I, I come in, I pencil them at number four and number five yeah. in my, on my receiver depth chart. I've got DeAndre Hopkins at one. I go and sign either two free agents or sign one and draft one. Those guys are two and three. And anything I get from Burks or Phillips, I consider a bonus because uh, those guys have proven thus far that, you know, that they haven't been able to stay healthy and haven't been able to produce consistently enough. So uh, to my way of thinking, I'm, I'm looking at Traylon Burks as just a guy in that room. And, you know, yes, he's a talented guy, but until he, you know, put something on tape that convinces me he can con- contribute consistently. I can't depend on him. Uh, no, I agree with you. And, you know, there are some, we've got some pieces in place like, um, you know, D'Amico uh, Autry, uh, it's been an impressive, impressive season. We've got about a minute or so left here uh, on the show. Uh, what's the keys to the game? If you had a couple keys to the game today, uh, what would those be for you? Well, obviously, you know, the key for the Titans, number one, is going to be, can they make the offensive line hold up some way or other, not just to protect Tannehill under center, but uh, to uh, give Derrick Henry some running room so that if this is his last game, you know, I don't think he wants to go out with another one of those, you know, 15 carries for 38 yards type of right. games that, uh, that he's had down the stretch. I think you want, you'd like to see him go out nice, maybe even break a long run. Uh, defensively, I think the key – uh, is going to be getting pressure on the quarterback, you know, whether that's Trevor Lawrence, who's not very healthy right now, and, you know, throwing a little scare into him, or whether that's C.J. Bethard, who is a uh, uh, Franklin uh, Williamson County kid uh, who played at BGA coming mm. home, but yet he's still a backup quarterback, so you want to put some pressure on him and force him to uh, trust his eyes and make the reads he needs to make and see if he can do that in the face of pressure. I think – that's the key. If I'm, you know, and if you're the Titans, play loose. You have nothing to lose here. The, all the pressure is on the Jaguars. So, what you want to do if you're the Titans is do what you can to try to stay in the game early, get a lead. The longer you hang around, the more uh, tense and nervous the Jaguars are probably going to be right. uh, because mm-hmm. they know their playoffs are on the line. No doubt. Well, uh, Terry, we appreciate you coming on the show, the Sunday morning scramble with Super Bowl champ Corey Harris and the coach today. And, uh, you know, go Titans. I'm picking them to win today uh, and uh, knock the Jaguars out of the playoffs. But, uh, hey, we'd love to have you on. It's going to be a very, very interesting offseason as we get, approach the draft. We'd love to have you on and talk draft uh, and, and other things, Titans uh, football, because I think for the Titans specifically, it is going to be a very interesting offseason. But uh, I appreciate you. I know Corey does. And uh, we appreciate you being a part of the show today with Super Bowl champ Corey Harris. Terry? All right, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks en- for having enjoy me. Enjoy the game. Stay warm out there. Nice, sir. You know, it's it's it, you know we didn't get a chance to talk to him about this, um, Corey. I talked about you know hot seat coaches. I, I think I think if Rabel loses this game, I, I I have a little bit of a feeling he might not be back. I mean, I think that would be a mistake. But what's your thought? Do you think he's back if he loses another you know six in a row this year? And, seven in a row last year and no, no, no progress, no change. Everything looks the same. Well, one of the things I think that the reason he'll, I think he'll believe he'll be back, you know, the construction of talent and the chemistry involved when as a general manager, uh, you're looking at who you like in the scouting department and a coach 
what you like. I think that's something, that's a relationship, right? Yeah. That's a relationship that is not yeah. just just fundamental black and white business. Um, it is something that's players and people involved. Yeah. And so I think for them to have an, uh, uh, t- to be able to blend in that chemistry, to know what the, the common goal is and how we're going to get there, because I don't think the same way you get there with, at, at San Francisco is not necessarily the same way that it's you get to yeah. it here. And so yeah. I think understanding what how Mike wants to play, and I really believe they say multiplicity and versatility, and I say that all the time because versatility is what allowed me to stay in the, the league. I think Brave was the perfect coach for that. But I think they have to sell out and do that. Yeah, I do too. For real. I, I think they need to keep him. Uh, I, I would hate to, if they do. Then you're in a complete rebuild, complete restructure. But complete, we need a line. Yeah, yeah, need an offensive line. Need a lot of things. We're gonna have a lot of fun with the draft. In fact, we might even drive up to the draft uh, this year and do the show up there. Uh, but anyway, uh, it is it is the final Sunday. I hate saying this, the final Sunday NFL uh, full season football. A lot of things on the line. After the break, we're going to talk our DraftKings. Pick six, sponsored by DraftKings Sports and Social. Uh, great spot downtown. Awesome spot. Corey and I have hung in there a lot. We're also going to, we already talked AFC playoff picture. We're going to talk NFC picture on the other side. You're listening to Sunday Morning Scramble on Nashville Sports Radio with the coach and Corey Super Bowl champ. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. This is Corey Harris, SEC legend, Super Bowl champion. If you want a great game day experience, you need to go down to DraftKings Sports and Social, downtown Nashville. Oh, yeah, Corey, DraftKings Sports and Social. There's only 14 of them, and we've got one of them here in downtown Nashville at 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Listen, anybody that loves to watch sports, he has to go here. They got a VIP lounge that overlooks the Cumberland River, and into Nissan Stadium. This place is unbelievable with the biggest screens and the best experience for any sports fan. 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. We'll see you there. What's up, Nashville? This is Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion of 2000 Baltimore Ravens. And the only thing that Coach Tunjus likes more than the L.A. Chargers is Double Dog. Ah, yeah, Corey, Double Dogs. This is the coach, Greg Tunjus, from the wonderful new show, live show, that is the Sunday Morning Scramble. It is the coach, and it is Corey, Super Bowl champion on that show. But we do love one thing better than all of that. It is Double Dogs in Gallatin. It is the spot for beer, for sports. They've got the biggest screens they've got the coldest beers and guess what it's dog friendly and not only that you can walk in today and ask for the coach's special which is a double dog double dogs with chili and cheese and not one but two hot dogs it is double dogs in gallatin and that is at 1620 nashville pike tell them coach Tanja sent you Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy and i can cash out whenever i want that's a total no-brainer i'm downloading the free upside app now 
Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LIFT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code LIFT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LIFT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LIFT. What's up, Nashville? This is Super Bowl champion Corey Harris. And anybody that loves sports knows that if you can't score, you can't win. So you should absolutely consider protecting your family and your assets with State Farm. Thanks, Corey. Hey, everybody, this is Lauren Tullis, State Farm agent in Hendersonville. And if you like watching some of the best, like Corey Harris, you should be protected by the best. Contact us today to get your free quote at laurentullis.com. Like a good neighbor, Lauren Tullis State Farm is there. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. John Morant, first game back after the 25 games, 34 points, 8 assists, and he hits the game winner at a walk-off. Welcome so, back. Hello there. Yeah. Uh, happy for the Grizzlies, happy for the city of Memphis. Good to have him back. Let's keep him there. Stay healthy, ball out, keep your nose clean, be the superstar that we know you can be. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. The Sunday Morning Scramble is live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Take it Oh, yeah. Don't get up, start dancing. <laughs> No, I don't. Yeah? Because I'm like, oh, what are the words? Yeah, that's got to be a part. <laughs> that's Corey that, likes the match. That part is... That you got to wave it. Got, you got to wave it. You got to wave it. That part has got to be oh a part of our, uh, our promo. That right there oh. is the moment in Sunday morning scramble history for us for Coach well, and Corey. Well, speaking of staying alive, when we were off air, the sorry-ass NFC North. Is Somebody's going to no, stay alive in no, no, the South. NFC South. NFC yeah. South, I'm sorry. So let's talk about the NFC because I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Will. Uh, 49ers, we talked about the AFC already. We got to go fairly quickly. 49ers have already clinched everything, so they have home field throughout. You got the Detroit Lions, they've won their division, so they're good. You got the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles that are tied 11 5, and the Dallas Cowboys play the Washington uh, Commanders today. Uh, at Washington, so if the da- if Dallas wins that, they win the division, and Philadelphia drops down. I think a five or six seed. two seed. They become the two seed. No, if they would Dallas- be the three seed. Who's the two seed in the NFC? Who will well, wait be? a second. No, because that can change. Detroit right now is in the two seed. So if if Detroit wins and Dallas wins, see Detroit doesn't have much to play for except for the fact that they can stay maintain the two seed. Which is you about. also have the the Rams who have clinched a playoff berth. Yeah, they had a really good season yep. this year. And so up for grabs is this today, Will and Corey. You've got the Falcons. In fact, we might not do our picks right now. We might just hold off on picks because Corey and I already won the championship and we were tied, so uh, Will owes us, owes us something. But anyway, the Falcons are 7-9 and nine at the New Orleans Saints today. And believe it or not, if the Falcons win and the Buccaneers lose, 
The Falcons are the NFC South champions. God, wow. that's got to be one of the worst divisions. Yeah, and if they lose in professional uh, football, you, you heard it here first. If they lose, the Atlanta Falcons. If they lose, I guarantee there's going to be heads rolling over in Atlanta. Yeah, there will be. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, they clinched the NFC East title with their win. All they have to do is win. Who do Cowboys play today? At Washington. The Green Bay Packers are 8-8. Eight and eight. What, a, what a story there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers leaves, and where's Aaron Rodgers now? Injured, and the Jets are nowhere to be found. Shut up! Yeah, buddy. Green Bay Packers, uh, all they have to do is win. How That's they do all they win? have to win, and they clinch the playoff berth. That's all they do. There's other scenarios, and there's like six other scenarios. I'm not going to get into those right now. The Minnesota Vikings are actually still in the midst. There's only two things that really uh, three or four things that really have to happen. The Vikings have to win, the Packers and Seahawks and Bucks all have to lose. Not gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah. Uh Saints. The Saints clinched the NFC South. So you have the Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that all can clinch the NFC South. And that's the only way any of those three teams What's that? you said the Saints, the, the Bucks. Saints, and... Saints, the Bucks, and Falcons. The the Saints clinch the NFC South with a Saints win. And a Buccaneers loss, okay, or a Saints tie and a Buccaneers loss. I mean, this is just crazy. They clinch a playoff berth with multiple things that have to happen. The Eagles, who are the most disappointing team in the last six weeks of the season of anybody, uh, the Eagles play at the Giants and they uh, clinch an NFC division title if they win and the Cowboys lose, or if the Eagles tie and the Cowboys lose. So the Eagles can still win the division. They're but not. Their fate is not in their own hands. No, they though. don't have any control. The Cowboys are in control of that. They go in and beat Washington. They're the uh, then they win the. But NFC we all East. we all know what's going to happen with the Dallas Cowboys once we get to the playoffs. If they lose to Washington, you'll see some heads roll. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, uh, Seattle Seahawks still in the hunt. Yeah. Still there. A uh, couple things need to happen. So for, in order for them to clinch a playoff spot, the Seahawks have to win, plus a Packers loss. Hey, Jordan Love has been turning up. Yep, yep. So a Packers loss and a win by the Seahawks. Seahawks are playing at Arizona, who has been playing a little better with Kyler Murray being back in that mix. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, super easy. They win the NFC South if they win. So all the Buccaneers have to do is, <laughs> is win at 2-14 and 14 <laughs> no. Carolina. What's, wow. Uh, what time do the Bucs play today? Uh, they play in about two hours. They play at 12 o'clock. Central time. Golly, poor, poor. You know what? I will say this. The one bright spot coming out of Carolina was Adam Thielen. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's the only bright spot, really. I mean, that yeah. team's a mess. You know, and that begs the differ in terms of hot seat coaches. I mean, you've got some hot seat. I already fired the Chargers head coach. So, bye. Yes. Boo-bye. Thank Harbaugh. you. That, that's probably the only time. Actually, I was going to thank the Raiders for that, but screw the Raiders because I hate them. I was going to thank them because that was after the loss of 60 Three to fourteen losses. So. That was I was I was enjoying that. Okay. Anyway, uh, next topic. It's Corey's show and my show, so it's not your show. So be quiet. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, you've said a lot today. <laughs> you've said a lot today, but we love you. Um, hot seat coaches, Bill Belichick. No, yeah. his no. There's there's no seat. He's standing up now. <laughs> what you say? He doesn't have a seat. No, there is no seat. He's standing, He's standing up. up. He's out of but there. Are, but listen, are they going to fire Bill Belichick? Just to saying that, Man, saying listen. that, or are they going to? Agree to, I guarantee it's Let me come say, out. they agree to I'll tell you how ways. this goes. Yeah. Belichick knocks on the door and walks in. Kraft is like, come in. He's getting a massage. He's, what the <laughs> hell? He's getting a massage. <laughs> it's like, look, Bill, 
It's been great. You're going to have to resign. I'm going to have to fire your ass. Yeah. Now, come now, on, is this, now this during the massage, is this the pre where the elbow's going into the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't got to the part that he be getting to with back in the day. <laughs> this is when he first started. This is just El- elbows on the, getting the knots out of his traps right there. <laughs> And, well, you, and, you, yeah, he, and Bill is like, oh my God, um, we're yeah. not going to make it to March. Bob, no, 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 not going to do it. <laughs> we're not going to make it to no, March. Just not going to no, do he's, it. He's going to go, mm. all I'm focused on is the first opponent the of the next year. year. Yes, yeah. we have 633 Week days. Week one, that's all I care about. <laughs> uh, you know, other, other hot seats are going to be the Bears coaching position, the Patriots, obviously, we just talked about Atlanta, the Chargers. I mean, there's, gonna, there's probably going to be five or six or seven. Coaches, uh, coach at the opening, Jim Harbaugh, you hear it here first, will be a head football coach in the NFL next season. Has to be. Has to be. Uh, also, Corey, uh, we don't want to forget to mention Kick the Stereotypes in your foundation. Yes. Uh, coming up, big event, uh, Play Soccer Day is coming up on what date it's, and where? Uh, February the 19th. That's President's Day. There is no school, 9 in the morning until 3 parents. Great place for your kids. Be a super fun time at Mentor Sports Club, uh, Starty 30 Dickinson Road. You can go sign up on uh, www.kickthestereotypesfoundation.org. Sign up. We have a lot of different things going on. We're, we're supporting programs. I had a great conversation yesterday. I was at the event at Manor. Uh Kids everywhere. But my goal is, is, is to make sure that African-American kids, kids in the black community, the only community in the entire world that doesn't play soccer by the masses, uh, has an opportunity, and we're bringing those resources thanks to John Ingram uh, Community Foundation and Nashville SC. So we're excited about that. That's February the 19th. That's a Monday. That's President's Day. Uh, kick the stereotypes foundation.org. I love it, man. I'm excited about that, and thank you for Kick the Stereotypes and everything that 2024 is going to bring for that and for you, Corey. Uh, and what's going to bring come of this show? I'm excited to see the evolution of the Sunday Morning Scramble, the Coach and Corey show here. Uh, talking to you on a Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning, we are live, 8 to 10, and we are on Nashville Sports Radio. We love you out there. We'll see you. We next love you, week. Jeff.